Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Hello, how are you everyone? I'm Camille McIntyre with Because She Chose, and this is a community of women that are working together, and we're just a membership and a community and a sisterhood of faith. We're busy women, entrepreneurs, ministry, we're in ministry, we're ministry leaders, we're busy moms, and some of the things that we really want to do is just grow in our faith. And we talk to guests that we have come in, we're honored to be having Angela Lawley coming on. So I just want to bring on Angela Angela Lolly. Hey, Angela. Hi, guys. How are you, my friends? Good. <laughs> so I just want you to introduce yourself, of course. I'm just going to give a little, just a little um, background about how we met. And I always yeah. talk about the, that Get Unstuck challenge that I did uh, back in March of 2020. And I was just feeling stuck. <laughs> and one of the things that I really wanted to do was invite women on with me that could speak life into most of the women that were feeling stuck. And we met through Instagram and mm-hmm. I loved everything that you were doing. I loved giving hope ministries because that for me is like, I'm an encourager and I'm like, we mm-hmm. need to spread hope, you know? So yeah. your message was really resonating with me and we had you on there and everyone was loving everything that, you know, you and I were talking about. Yeah. I was like, so pleased that God brought us together like this and just mm-hmm. to meet and, and to support one another in ministry. But I want you to tell them a little bit about yourself, your family, where you're from. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Angela Lawley, founder of Giving Hope Ministries, Giving Hope Podcast from Texas, currently East Texas-ish. People think, okay, where is that? Texas is so big. We're about 50 miles east of Dallas. So um, it's like nestled in this little town, about 3000 people. So it's a small community. My husband and I, Ryan, we own RNA Music. So we have a music studio here in town, teach music lessons. And I've been married to my husband for 22 years now. We have two boys. Nicholas is 21 and Aiden is 16. And this is a ministry in and of itself that we get to pour into the lives of young people. Our tagline is keep the music alive for the next generation so that we can just cultivate worshipers and Mm -hmm. just artisans and people who just love to express themselves through music. What's funny about that is that we started this, but then I was sitting behind the counter. My husband has the music degree. I'm a performer and I just kind of fell into teaching music and I would sit behind the counter and these moms would come in for their students piano Mm -hmm. lessons or drum lessons or guitar lessons and they just look distraught so I was just like hey what's going on how are you and they would just pour their heart out to me and the father like within two years of doing this just talking to all these moms God was like hey why don't you invite them over and I was like oh uh, uh, really he's like yeah we need to start like cultivating this relationship other than this little 30 minute spot during the week. And so I was like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I, you know, I'm really a minister. I mean, I do stuff outside of this, but would you like to come over for coffee? And then it's just one mom after the other, after the other. And before I knew it, we had Bible study just kind of exploded in Bible study with these mothers from our music business. And it wasn't that I was just trying to, tie it too much together where it was very separate, but it was still 
together. It was interesting how God kind of pulled that together. Um, And then it turned into just inviting other moms and from other parts of the community. And really it's a lot of just from everywhere. And it turned into internet and outside of Texas. And and it's just been kind of... In the podcast as well. Yes. In the podcast, just like with you and Miss Doris and Miss Delphine and like Alabama, Mississippi, Ohio, New York, California, it just kind of just took off. And the underlining was for me, when I was seeing these moms sit in front of me, because I know how I was, it was just this you don't have to lose yourself in the identity of your child, but you also don't have to feel alone in this moment of raising your children, of running all these different places. I think so many times it says women, we kind of lose ourselves in that we're trying to be in all these different places at once, but we forget who we are, who we're called to be. And I've seen over the years that because as women, we have our hands in so many different pots that we neglect our spiritual walk. We neglect our relationship with the father. And then we wonder why things aren't going the way we think they should go. And unfortunately for a lot of women, we think, well, let me just add another activity. Maybe that's what's missing. I need to join a pottery class. I need to, you know, do a painting this, or I need to do this or whatever it is. We seem to want to spread ourselves thinner Mm-hmm. drawing in and focusing on the relationship this way. And the only way that we can actually do this effectively is to do this. And so giving hope ministries was kind of born out of mm-hmm. that. And I was like, we need to get that relationship back because yeah. spreading yourself thin is, is really going to wear you down and you'll feel hopeless. You'll feel like, why am I doing this? And then it, everything will start to crumble down around. Mm-hmm. you. So God was just like, Hey, let's start getting our focus back on me and you, and then I'll fix all of this this way. But we need to get this lined up first. You're leading into exactly what we have been doing on Because You Chose for like the last month. And then into this month, God was just really placing in my heart was these ladies are not doing, like you said, they're not doing this. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. not maintaining their private personal time and, right. and developing that with him, that, that relationship, because that's where intimacy is born from. It's right. not, you know, on a Sunday morning in a service or even a Bible study with beautiful ladies, I'm sure, but it's mm-hmm. like that individual time, daily time. And so many of mm-hmm. us are always running, 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 like you said, and we're busy and we're doing all the things God's waiting for us to come and yeah. sit with and to speak with. I like to tell the ladies, it's like, could you imagine you're married, you have a spouse and you leave him the entire day. You never text him. You mm-hmm. never call him. Forget about coffee dates. You do all the great coffee dates, right? With your husband, right. you know, forget about date night. There's none of that. And it's mm-hmm. like, you wake up in the morning and you say good night mm-hmm. before you go to bed. And it's like, wait a minute. It's not gonna <laughs> last. Kind of relationship. Yeah. Not much, there's not much yeah. there. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about like some of the things that have been on your heart. You know, I know you've been speaking with a lot of ladies on your podcast and things like that. What has God been laying on your heart? It's been a lot of focused Christianity, Mm -hmm. but it's like focusing more, like I said, on that relationship, because I believe God is calling out an older generation to start Mm -hmm equipping ourselves harder and stronger and knowing who we are, not laying our identity down at the feet of so many different idols, uh, so many different things where, again, like I said, we have worn ourselves thin because we are 
needing to know who we are 100% focused on our walk with the Lord, because there's a generation that's coming up that needs answers. They need to know what their calling of the walking out helps ministry, evangelism, missions, like all these things. And they're having all these awakenings in their heart and in their spiritual life. The father is calling them and they're looking for someone, some people out there to guide them in this age. I believe in a huge harvest that's about mm-hmm. to happen. Yes. So I really feel pressed on to really hone in on my memorization of scripture, my prayer life, spiritual warfare, pinpoint recognizing the voice of the enemy, not this gray area that people have played with for so many years about, yeah, that's the enemy. It's like, no, no, no. You have to realize that this is also the enemy. We've just lullabied ourselves into delusional mental gymnastics that we have so that we can keep this near because we don't think it is as bad. Right. It's like, no, this is the enemy and this will take you away from the Lord. And so I feel like he's really pressing in on study him, learn his voice and fill yourself up, fill right. yourself up to overflowing because he is going to need people who are going to be able to work the field of this harvest and have that capacity for new wine, so that new wine skin that's been like this echoing chamber of word that he has just been giving me over and over. He's like, prepare prepare, prepare, prepare. He's like, I'm wanting people who will be willing to put in the work to disciple and to lead and be a beacon of hope and of light in this generation, because he's about to call on the hearts of David's and Esther's and Ruth's. And he's about to call on them to be this generation. That's going to be a voice crying out in the wilderness, make way ready for the Lord has come. That's right. So I'm like, I want to be the Elizabeth. I want to be the one. I want to be that older person. Who's like, here I am, Lord. Mm -hmm. Here I am. <laughs> Send me, show me, call show, me. Use me. <laughs> use me in any capacity, whether it's just on my knees in prayer in the quiet of my closet, or mm-hmm. it is in the depths of the slums of Haiti, whatever you want me to do, Lord, prepare my heart, prepare my mind, prepare my words, my actions, whatever it is, so that I can be fully used by you. Come on. That is it. Like, this is the yeah. word I'm fully. convinced this is the word of the Lord. And and why is God saying private time? Mm -hmm. He's talking about getting prepared because what you just said is the key. I get fired up when we start talking about stuff like this, about harvest. (laughs) It's like, do you understand what the harvest means? It's not some ethereal thing that's out there in the cosmos, in the atmosphere. No, there are people. There are people that need Jesus. They need hope. This is a hopeless time. Not knowing in fear, not knowing how to move forward. You know, what do we do? Do we stay masked? Do we go maskless? Do we vaccinate? Do we not vaccinate? You know, even the church, do we even assemble? I mean, so I don't know what it's like. I think Texas is a little better off than we are here in New York City. (laughs) Let me tell you, you know, people are just so unsure of, you know, their present circumstances, but also the future. So it's like, we have the hope. We have the hope that there is no other hope. We have the hope. So we're supposed to be getting ready. So what does that look like? It is getting ready every single day in your prayer closet, making sure that you're hearing when you're waking up in the morning, Lord, what do I have to do today? Who am I going to meet? 
Am I ready? Am I prepared? Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's what that means is getting yourself ready. So you are making sure you are doing your Bible intake and your, your memorization. You're getting it down deep, so deep inside of you that when the time is right, boom, Holy Spirit says, here's, the, here's the scripture. Go. This is what you're supposed to speak to this person. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about, for me, it's like God is like, I am preparing one of my favorite prophetic ministers. He was talking the last couple of weeks about this new year, the Hebrew year being the year to build the father's house, meaning we are preparing a place for others, for people that don't know yet know him to come right. into this. I mean, are we ready? My husband and I are always talking about this. Are we ready? Are we ready? If there were to be an influx of people that are like, I need Jesus. Yeah. Just imagine yeah. the revivals of the past and you have these people coming and just saying, I need to know what you have. Are mm -hmm. we ready to not right. only communicate it well, number one, but mm -hmm. once they are accepting and ready and they're like, all right, I want to grow. Are we ready mm -hmm. to meet that? Are we ready to right. sow into them? And are we properly preparing for that? That is so key. Yes. I've noticed that, unfortunately, because there is this flow. And I said this in my last live that even though the enemy, it feels like he's just roaring, just roaring. God is always louder. The enemy is never louder than God ever. It might seem that way because the narrative has been spun that way, yeah. but God is always louder. But I've noticed mm -hmm. that we have to be very careful during this time that we stay focused on what God wants to be said instead of what we think should be said or what we think is trendy to say, um, there's been this really great, I believe it's a distraction and we're pinpricking other ministers and we're calling out other pastors and ministers of what they should and shouldn't be saying. I'm like, that's not the point. That's a distraction. And I think that if we sit and just give people the word of God, if you are sharing anything, I mean, yes, it's okay to be educated in what's happening in DC. That's okay. We can't stick our head in the sand. Yeah. But above all, we should be sharing the gospel. We That's should right. be sharing the good news that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one's going to be able to come to the Father mm -hmm. except through him. That's right. He's like, knock and I'll answer. But we got to teach people which way the door is exactly. in order to knock and what his door looks like. His door is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, mm -hmm. gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against there is no law. That's mm -hmm. his door. And if we're flowing through that and we're operating and fullness of the Holy Spirit, where we're not saying, we'll look at that minister over there. We'll look at that minister over there. That's not the Holy Spirit talking. That's Christian trends that's talking. But if we say, hey, listen, John 10, 10 says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. The Jesus comes to bring life and life more abundantly. That's right. He says that I've died. My yoke is easy. My burden is light, but you have to give up. You have to pick up your cross and follow me. That's right and show them the way. But if I don't have that inside of me, if all I have is finger pointing testimonials, then that's all that's going to come out of me. And that's all the generation, that's all I'm going to sow in this world. And that's the only harvest that's going to come out. And the world doesn't need more people to point out flaws of other people. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. That's exactly right. What is the point of it? You know, whenever yes. I see that happening, all it is, is if we really fully understand what the enemy, you just said, there is an enemy of our souls that wants to steal, kill and destroy. What are some of his greatest weapons? Distraction, and getting in and sowing seeds of discord in the body so that we're so yeah. fractured yeah. that we have no unity. I mean, when they were in the upper room, what happened? They were of one accord. Mm -hmm. There was unity and the Holy Spirit came in 
<laughs> like yeah, yeah. you know dynamic power right mm-hmm. and they were what they were endued with power from on high to to do what to go out, yeah, and be out. Yeah. so and when we don't have that if we don't put aside all of these secondary things let's stick with the meat potatoes of the gospel message jesus is the center i think mm-hmm. that women really do this well now i don't know what your experience is I think that we are the ones that really we are able to better get along, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we have greater intuition. It's the anointing of womanhood. That's all it, is. <laughs> it really is. And then, you know, we are able to, I mean, especially I, was, I hate to say, but in this community, God has just brought in this like mindedness mm-hmm. of, of women yeah. and we're all over the world. And it's like they are all saying the same things. They're most concerned with preparation preparing ourselves well, making sure that we're ready for the Mm -hmm. harvest. That's all I hear. I think that God is calling all of us now and we have these heavy hearts that there are no spiritual mothers and fathers to take care of these new babies. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's what God is like. That's what you're saying about God preparing us. It's like, he's like, yeah, it's time to get serious so that you are ready for this (laughs) group of people that are coming. I remember watching, um, one of my favorite mentors, her name is Dottie Schmidt. She used to come in once a year and do our women's ministry out in Pennsylvania. It was a whole weekend. And I loved her. We called her our gray hair. She was an elder, a woman of faith. And yeah. we would just glean all of this, this wisdom from her, all of her stories. And some of the things that she says was she was always saying like, she was part of the Jesus movement. So she yeah. was one of the ones on the farms mm-hmm. near Woodstock, yeah. you yeah. know, and they were like, okay, they were just knocking on her door and saying, I heard that you know about Jesus. And they were having these, just these hippies coming and living in their yards, you know? And I was just like, I would listen to her stories and say, oh my word, Lord, do it again. Yes. Yes. I are, want we, that. are we ready? Yes. And that's what I don't think we really truly realized how important it is to purge and go through a fasting time of, okay, God, what in me, around me, going through my ear cavity, what is resting in me that's keeping me from fully stepping into your will? Because there's going to be many, millions, billions that are going to just go to heaven. Just go. They're just going to make it. But there's going to be a chosen few, a remnant, a group that is going to be like, He's like, these are my folks. They're in it. And I want to be that. I don't want to just go to heaven. I I do. Don't get me wrong, Lord. I I do. But I want to be used. I want to be fully in it. And I want to have that mindset of, is there something that I'm watching, that I'm listening Mm -hmm. to, that I'm partaking of, that is not of your table, that is not attached to your sacrifice, that is not cleansed by your blood. If it hasn't touched and then gone through your hands to feed me, I don't want it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want it. And I want to be able to teach others that way, but I have to be a good steward of what God has given me now and take it seriously because that's who he's going to use. I mean, he can use you in different facets. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be seasons, but I want my season to last. Mm-hmm. And the season when he's not using me, he's like, okay, it's time for you to rest. Just like you would rest a good quarterback and you don't want them to blow out their arm. You rest them. Yes. But then he's like, okay, I'm resting you. It's my season of rest, not your season of rest because you've overdone it yourself. It's my season of rest for you. So Mm -hmm. I can use you again and put you back into the field. And Mm -hmm. that's what I want. I want to be that so in tune with him 
I want, what is the, the chapter, uh, John chapter 17, 18, 19, the prayers that Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let them understand that I want them to be with you the way you are with me. Yes. They're one, like we are one, that they understand that this is a thing that they can live the same way I live with That's you. Right. That they get that understanding. And I want to be used that way. I mm-hmm. want to have that life. I want to raise my sons yes. to have that life, to have a hunger and a thirst and to mm-hmm. see it lived out through an example. And mm-hmm. so this hypocrisy and this unattainable, unreachable Christianity that's being peddled of a holiness that is unreachable. God wants us to live holy, but there's this almost legalistic holiness mm-hmm that is unattainable this side of heaven that God knows that we're not going to be able to achieve. That's why he sent Jesus. That's right. (laughs) But I want them to to strive towards constantly asking the father and living that. And the only way they can do that is if I do that, if my husband does that. Right. You have to be an example of what it looks like to abide. That's been my word for the last three weeks. And, you know, I, I, when I was preaching last Sunday, I talked about what the word dwell and tabernacling actually really means Ooh, all throughout yeah. scripture. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was like, you know, Hey, he wants to come and he wants to dwell. He wants to yeah. tabernacle with his oh. people. And he was like, listen, Moses, I want to be the center. Put me in the center of mm-hmm. your community, you know, and yeah. all throughout the line, King David, he was in the center and there was 24 yeah. seven going around the presence of the Lord worship and praise all the time, sacrifice all yeah. the time. And then mm-hmm. now like we are the tabernacle. We of course mm-hmm. are the temples of the Holy spirit. We, right. the church are housing the spirit of God, the very presence in the power of the Holy spirit. Right. Right. And I don't think we understand when Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you do right. not abide in me, you are literally going to wither up on the vine. Yeah. And what happens? They get cut off. And then get right. burned. <laughs> get burned up. I don't want to be burned up. I want to produce it keeps going. You're not just cut off. You're not just tread upon, but you're thrown away and burned. <laughs> like he's like, he keeps going. There's yeah. a, there's more steps after that. Yeah, there, there, there's more. <laughs> you know, and I, I always used to think about that, about being, you know, Lord, I don't want to be cut off and burned. I want to be fruitful for you. I want to also not just produce fruit in my own life. Of course I want this the, the fruit of the spirit to be evident in me, but I want to be able to show others and pour into others. And let them know that this can happen with you too. You too can produce fruit in your life and do it. So yeah, absolutely. If we are not connected, it's all about Psalm 91. You know, you have to get in the secret place, my friends. If you are not abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, what does that look like every single day? Getting in your quiet space and you're doing your prayer. You know, one of the things that when we were going through the uh, September challenge, we were doing uh, God Will Make a Way, which I loved. I was Oh, happy that you yeah. have hosted that. I had to, had to dwell on that for a little while. I'm like, I know I haven't written in a while. I'm feeding off of day 28 for just a minute. <laughs> so good. It was so, so good. And so many of these those ladies that were walking through with me were like, oh my gosh, like I needed every single one of those days. And honestly, mm-hmm. that was the word of the Lord for the month and for what's to come. It's like, if we are not fully realizing that God is going to make a way, whatever that looks like for these ladies. Like I said, we're, we're not just talking about breakthrough, but we're talking about breakthrough in your personal quiet time. Yes. That's where he's building you up so that you will stand yes. strong in the faith. Having done all, you will be able to stand. So God is hammering at home, hammering at home. You must be in the secret place. You have so, to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful, sweet moment 
we have a tendency as humans to long for a place where yeah. people um, moments where we can have this connection to share our hearts and be real. That's a big thing. I just want to have my tribe where I can be real. It's like, you can't get more real and yeah. more healing than in, in abiding in the Lord. There's no one on this earth, husband included, yeah. that you can be more real with than the Lord. And then not only, but having that moment of just sitting in his peace and in his presence and allowing him to reveal those spots in your life and welcoming him into those spots in your life where he can clean and cleanse and bring yes. healing and restoration and give you opportunities to seek forgiveness and to forgive so that you can move closer and closer to him. The presence that fills those areas is unlike any other. I've never ever in my whole entire 43 years of being on this earth have experienced that not even with my parents, not even with my husband, been able to have that feeling of complete and utter just peace mm. that I've had with wow. the Lord. I've never. And so I don't go searching for it outside those boundaries because I know I can only find it with the father because I've experienced right. true peace of mind, true love and acceptance of everything that I am. Oh, <laughs> All this up here. Everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. All this. <laughs> Lord only knows. And I can go to him and he's like, just give it to me. Just confess it okay. and ask for forgiveness of it. And I can heal it. And I tell you, when I say that the journey that I've been on this past year mm. of allowing him into those dark places of my heart where mm. shame and regret lie like a barren wilderness when I allowed him in there and he'll water of his word just to wash through those areas, I want to tear up just thinking about it, <laughs> but, but I've been able to love my husband better. I've been able to love my children better. <laughs> I've been able to walk through sicknesses with my family and my friends yep. better mm -hmm. with a bigger understanding of my prayer walk. Just so many things, people in the body of Christ no matter what denomination, part of the country, side of the aisle they're on, I'm able to see them through the lens of Jesus because mm. I'm able to let him fully in and fully occupy all of who I am without any pause or you know flinching, scared that I'm going to get hurt. I take all those narratives out and allow him to fully get in there. It's scary. And there's going to be a lot of tears, snotty, yeah. ugly tears. But it's so worth it because of everything that we search outside of who he is for, he can fill every bit of those needs. And I am 100% proof. Everything that God's doing in your ministry. And Thank I you. pray for God's blessing to bless you abundantly and more and more and more to overflow right. yes, and you. more women to impact and more women to come and be drawn to your ministry, giving hope ministries of course ladies thank you ladies so yeah. much for hanging with us while we were talking about jesus <laughs> we were getting fired up <laughs> well, thank you so much my friends have a great thank night you. god bless you bye thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of because she chose i hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time.
Take care.